What is up, everybody? It's Packer People 12. I am joined by Big Packers. And what's up? The draft is over, 2020 draft. And uh, obviously, the elephant in the room is the Packers did not select a single wide receiver. Yeah, it's the most shocking part of it, but we got a lot to talk about. We're going to review every single one of the Packers picks. Shoot, my Dr. Pepper's exploding. That's not good. Um, <laughs> we're going to go pick by pick. We got nine to recap. Kind of try to group some into one big one. So let's just start off, though. The big one, Jordan Love at pick 26. Oh, yes. It's hard to imagine especially for us, any other quarterback for the Packers besides um, Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully he's not a bust, but here's the thing. Even if he is not, even if he is a bust, well, I cannot stand people right now saying, oh, he's he sucks. He's a Sean Kaiser. It's like, first of all, let's not focus on the player that he was last year. Let's focus on that. He, we're not throwing him out of it here this year. That's not the plan, at least, obviously. Yeah. Um, and also... Well, let's hope yeah, that. let's focus on the fact that the Packers are lucky enough that if he is a bust and they can tell before they throw him out there to start, then we all we got to do is pick another one. I know that sounds awful. He lost nine starters last year and lost his whole coaching staff pretty much. So it's just the overreaction is crazy. What do you think about him developing under Aaron Rodgers? Well, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for Jordan Love. And, um, decision, his decision-making, which is one of his worst um, traits, yeah. I would say, coming out of college. Yeah, yeah, I think... Just his decision-making. Yeah, I think that's probably his biggest weakness at this point. It looks to be... And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it seems like all of Jordan Love's weakness is what makes Aaron Rodgers great. So, yeah, I, I do think Aaron Rodgers, even if he's, I mean, I can't blame him. If you were one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and now you're like, shoot, this this goes by quick, and now I already got the young guy. So, mm -hmm. I, I don't blame him for being upset. Uh, I don't think he is that upset, though, and the media will try to push that narrative just like they did with McCarthy and Rodgers and with Lafleur and Rodgers. Um, yep. But I, I think it will work out great, and hopefully it does. Um, we'll talk about really a plan in a little bit. Now, pack, the, pick two is the one that I think is the most underrated. Me and you, we... One of my favorites. Same. Me and you <laughs> love this pick. So it's A.J. Yep. Dillon, a running back from Boston College. There was quite a few wide receivers on the board at this point. Not Denzel Mims, unfortunately. He went three picks before. He was not brought in to be a backup. The thing that everybody was talking about, oh, we drafted a third-round running back from the second round. Or third, mm -hmm. like, no, we did not. He is a completely different player than Aaron Jones. Um, he's more similar to Jamal Williams, but they're definitely not the same player. Yeah. So he's bruising, tough. He's 200-something pounds. Um, and I, I just... 250 pounds. 250. And probably and probably 249 of that is muscle. Yes. Like, he, he is not squatty at all. He's not Eddie Lacy's build. He is mm -hmm. just a strong dude. So, yep. I love it. Aaron Jones might not be willing to sign this 
of a contract that the Packers want to give him. So, you know, we get this. It's really just the de- the defense. Aaron Jones keeps on pounding that rock on them. Here comes A.J. Dillon, who's going to give you more of that, even more of that. Mm-hmm. And then next year, if it works out and Aaron Jones leaves, you got a new, fresh running back on your hands. Now, uh, this is probably still the most questionable and confusing pick for me. Um, Josiah DiGuarta in the third round. I he he's not he's not he wasn't brought in to play the same role as Sternberger will. Mm-hmm. Uh, H H back or fullback blocker. He's gonna do that for us and I I you know, it makes sense now why they would want him over Dalton King was it there's a lot of good tight ends that were taken after him that were probably better um mm-hmm. as overall tight end. But Gudikin said in his press last night that from what we can tell, he's probably just more what they were looking for. Yeah. Um. So out of I think it's I think it's smart. yeah out of Jos uh Josiah and Dylan, who do you think will have more impact this year? Ooh. Um. I would say AJ Dylan because I feel like he would um get the second um string running back. Yeah. Be the second string running back, and I think Josiah is probably gonna be. A backup mm-hmm. behind Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, learn from him mostly, and then he'll be ready to go next year. Yeah, because I doubt we're bringing Mercedes back. So I will say AJ Dillon. Okay, yeah, I think it will just be very interesting to see how they use uh, both of those guys. Yeah, uh, then we get our first defensive pick of the draft in round five. We traded our fourth round pick to the Dolphins to move up to take Jordan Love. Um, and this was definitely the first pick to fill fill a needed position. He, from what I could see from highlights, uh, he's a much more round, well-rounded player. Does some great run stops. He's very athletic and drives stop passes. And what could you see from the highlights? Well, like you said, he's um, all-rounded. Um, one thing... I, not from highlights, but I did see um, that he is not as flexible, mm-hmm. and he's more stiff when he's on the field. Interesting. Yeah. yeah that, I, it's just, there's a lot of, I hate to say it, but there's quite a few similarities to Blake Martinez. Yep, I was going to say but, that. But um, we hope that they can obviously turn turn that around so we don't have another... Then we took a string of three offensive linemen. I, I definitely saw this coming near the end. John Runyon, Jake Hansen, and Stefan Stefanik. Um, all of those guys played guard or center uh, in college. Runyon played a little bit more of tackle. But I absolutely love the pick of John Runyon. Um, yep. And before we go any yep. farther, Jake Hansen, the center that we drafted, mm-hmm. I have a very, very good feeling that he might beat out Corey Lindsley by next year, mm. and he will be our. Well, no, by not by the end of this year, he will be our center for next season. Wow! So you think we'll go into twenty twenty one confident and handsome? Yeah. Okay. I am full on board with the. I'm on the Hanson train. I am fully on. <laughs> yeah, you know. Let's do it. It's definitely. Packers have always drafted some versatile linemen 
in the later rounds. That's and that's why I said that because I don't think we can re-sign Corey Lindsley with all the um, players that we have to bring back next year. Yeah, and it was pretty obvious that was Lance for this draft with Gutekinds looking at next year, AJ Dillon yeah. especially, and mm-hmm. these three offensive linemen. In the seventh round, not going to spend too much time on these guys, but we got Vernon Scott, the safety, and Jonathan Garvin, the defensive end, who are really just people brought on for depth. Actually, Jonathan Garvin, I'm actually very excited to see what he can bring to the table. Because mm. 2018, he was actually played very decent. Okay. I think it will definitely be exciting. I hope Pedden. What's up, Rodolph? Um, I think I really hope Hedden um, just involves more guys in the pass rush. Like, obviously, I love Sedaris and Preston, but mm-hmm. if like imagine throwing Gary into the mix there and just having three or four great outside linebackers that quarterbacks are scared of, all four of them. Wow! So yeah, that could be scary. Let's talk about Packers fans' biggest thought probably in. Really, the leagues, that's hard to understand from an outside view. I have labeled in bold on the script, Brian Gutekunst's bold plan. I would say, well, really in the first three rounds, there was no need to dress from the 2020 team. And that mm-hmm. is just the route he went. I cannot blame him. Yeah. It's, you never know. And the stupidest take I've always seen is, are we going? Are we good enough to beat the Forty Niners? It's like we're not. Yeah, we're always. Yeah. We're not focused on becoming a team that's able to beat the Forty Niners. We're focused yeah. on becoming the Forty Niners, not exactly. Not that the Forty Niners are that set team, but becoming that mm-hmm. dominant force in the NFC. Well, this year it definitely became Matt Lafleur's team, and I'm excited. Yes. You bring in. I'm very excited. Me too, especially for Dylan and Josiah. How yep. he uses them will be very exciting. Yeah, definitely depends on those young guys developing. We did not take a single wide receiver or a single corner. Vernon might play corner, but um, he's six, a seventh rounder. Like, if all these guys play to their full potential, not even everybody on the team, but just a few key guys play to their full potential. Then we just added some studs and a whole other addition side oh, wave yeah. to this offense. So, yeah, first, we did improve the 2020 team. Don't get that twisted. Um, yeah. Obviously not as much as we could have by taking a wide receiver in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um like and they're gonna have to step up as well because Gutz is already has a um, bad taste in a lot of Packer fans' mouth from yeah. a couple of bad draft classes already. Mm-hmm. He's gonna. This is probably his. Gonna have to be one of his best draft classes. Yeah, this will either go down as what a risk and a bold move that paid off. Um, yeah, we'll talk about. Like I can see it going either way. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, hopefully none of these guys are bust. We'll talk mm-hmm. about the fans' reaction in a little bit here because that's a whole, that's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, um, all, all of us expected a wide receiver at some point. Oh um, yeah, I, I would, I would have been shocked, and I still am shocked. But if I told myself one week ago from now, yeah, there's not going to be a single wide receiver taken by the Packers, I wouldn't have believed it. I thought I was 
would be one of those bold Instagram DMs. But mm-hmm. no wide receiver, one linebacker. Yeah, I do think they should have gotten Rodgers wide receiver, but this talk that they've never treated Aaron Rodgers right, he's never had weapons, he's never had a good defense. It's like, I mean, yeah, the defense has let him down plenty of times in the playoffs. But the Packers mm-hmm. went about this, like we said, with their grand plan, and it could really work out in the favor of Aaron Rodgers. I saw one guy. There's just been a lot of Instagram comments. One guy said, well, he said something about John Runyon also, but we'll talk about that when we talk about the overreaction. But he said, you can talk to me when the Vikings win the division. And none of these, this awful draft class, like, homie, it's April. It's April. We didn't get rid of anybody huge in that 13-3 and run. Talk about this quote here from Twitter from Blue Lombardi. He says, It feels like they think the guys they took one to three years ago are more likely to step up and contribute next year than the guys in the draft. It's almost like picking at the ends of the rounds makes it difficult to find instant difference makers on a team that went 13-3. and Really just relying on a lot of guys, but Rodgers has never... The I cannot think of a single time we drafted a wide receiver. Well, we've never drafted a wide receiver in the first round for Aaron Rodgers. But <laughs> an early round wide receiver, a rookie wide receiver, has never really hit it off right to start with Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Even De- Devontae Adams, his number one target, took... He sucks for six, like three or four years with Rodgers. Yeah. And now he's a beast. So... And I definitely mm-hmm. and Jordy, Jordy, it took them a while too to finally start clicking yeah. as well. I would just like to highlight it with a comment from someone on Packers coming back's post. You know, um, I'm not going to say his username, uh, but he when we drafted John Runyon, he said, "Absolutely awful pick. He got destroyed by Chase Young." Remember that this guy is a six rounder. I bet. And, like, everybody got destroyed by Chase Young at one yes, point. Yes, I'm sure Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Wilt, Tristan Wirfs all got destroyed by mm-hmm. Chase Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I feel like drafting Jordan Love mm-hmm. just absolutely just made Packer fans, like, super like annoyed, and then they just took it out on every single yes, person. Yes, if we would have drafted, no, was drafted. A, a wide receiver in the second round and it gone perfectly to these, these Twitter GM's planes, I think they would still be so toxic right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I recommend staying off Twitter for as much as you can. (laughs) To say that your sixth round offensive tackle got destroyed by Chase Young, and then someone else said, he has a ton to develop. It's like, yes, that's that's every offensive lineman taken in the sixth (laughs) round. That's every prospect taken in the sixth round. That's that's exactly why he wasn't a first-rounder. Let's just stop hating on these draft picks that we haven't seen play, let's let's let it paint. Like, it's not their fault, either. Yes. Like, it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they got drafted by the Packers. Yeah, to take it out that you're mad on the positions they took on these players themselves that I think have some great talent is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, to end it off, I would say 
Well, let's. We got two questions here. What is your favorite pick? It's, it's probably between um, John Runyon, um, AJ Dillon, and Jordan Love. I would say. <laughs> probably in that order too. Yeah, mine too. I think. I think I. I completely agree. I, I would not change anything about that. And really, this whole class to see it pan out and develop. Let's 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 calm down and not say Brian Gunnikins destroyed this whole organization because he, he <laughs> definitely did not. And oh my god, uh, the slander on Ted Thompson, Tom, uh, Thompson even now he's like Ted Thompson. Someone said on their story. I'm sure a few of you know who it is. Um, I know a similar GM. I know a GM that tried to draft for the future and ran this organization into the ground. Obviously, talking about Ty Thompson. Um, yep. Ted Thompson, from his, it's like when he left, the organization was not run into the ground. It was um, definitely in a low place when we had like fire McCarthy, fire Capers, fire Ted Thompson. That was like that. Fire everybody. Yeah, that was definitely not a good, uh, a good luck for Thompson and good moves there, but. It's yeah, it's crazy what the Pack fans are saying right now. Ted Thompson did not run the organization to the ground by taking Kevin Keene and not TJ Watt. Oh my that, god. That is, Stop it. It's been five yeah. years now. Who cares? Kevin King is the GOAT. <laughs> yes. Nobody should care anymore. Fact, yeah. He's a Packer already. He led the team in interceptions last year. Sick and tired of this. Yeah. Um <sighs> okay, always put over us, but that from what Ted did, that had, our organization was was still, at that point, even top ten organizations in NFL. Even mm-hmm. when we went what six and or seven and nine with Mike McCarthy, yeah, we were still one of the best organizations in NFL. So <laughs> I think that's where we're going to end it off. In my opinion, this is a great draft. And yep. gotta let them play. Yeah. Gotta let's let him play. Him play. Let's see how Lafleur uses him, and let's hope and pray for a season. Yes. So, thanks for watching episode three of the Acme Packers podcast, um, and we will see you soon. Peace.